1: You've reached the Murder Between Friends podcast with Sherilyn Dale and Gavin Fish. Please stay on the line. This week's episode starts in three, two, one. Hi, G Money. Hey, Sherilyn. Welcome back to North America, I guess. Well, th- did you leave North America? Where did you go?
0: Yeah, I went to Jamaica. Nice. Mm-hmm. have you been
1: nope i never i've never spent any time in the caribbean
0: that um, was our first time I've
1: been, I've been all over the world the only the only continent i haven't spent any time on is antarctica but i've i've not spent any time in the caribbean it's pretty sad
0: yeah the beach was is absolutely me. beautiful yeah, woe is me been everywhere but the caribbean the beach was yeah. really beautiful, so I definitely would put it on the bucket list.
1: Yeah, I I have this dream of. I, I did all my traveling for business, and so I, I went all over the place, but I did it alone. And Kimberly doesn't really care to travel. She traveled a lot with her family growing up. So she didn't really care, but and it's been cool that a few times I've taken like our children with me, and that's pretty cool. But I'd really love to go. With kimberly and we never have done any like yeah trips abroad together
0: oh yeah someday. you guys got it does she like warm weather would she do a caribbean trip
1: oh she's a beach girl for sure oh then yeah,
0: yeah. Okay. growing up in
1: california for sure that was that was one of the main things when we decided to move to the northeast of the united states she was really afraid of not being close to a beach and uh I think oh my gosh the, i can't imagine the closest one we really have is the jersey shore from where we live <laughs> so it's
0: yes
1: it's a long way <laughs> but, have you uh, been to
0: the jersey shore
1: no no we go back to california to visit while we're down there we we go out to the beach oh, when, okay when we're
0: there i used yeah. to get called Snooky all of the time and i'd be uh, so offended by it Okay, thanks, Gavin. I'd be so offended, and then I look back on my photos of that era, and I'm like, wow. I was working (laughs) at a tanning salon, first of all, so I was addicted, and I was like a dead ringer for Snooki.
1: That is so funny. No, I I, I didn't really watch the show very much, but Snooki is probably the only character that I have in in my brain there. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, yeah. (laughs) Well, well, I should have used were, it more to,
0: like, my, my you advantage at the bar. When people yes. were like, it's Snooki. I was like, F you. Instead, yeah. so she went like, it is me. Let's, let's get some shots going. <laughs> Save me some money.
1: <laughs> well, listen, while you were gallivanting around the world and sunning yourself on the beach, I was doing some of the most disgusting well, work I've ever done
0: i know you have oh. I, i'm this is like i can't wait to hear about everything let's let's go
1: well i have to tell you a story i'm not going to give you tons of detail because of privacy for the person involved okay but i have to tell you the story okay so i was interviewing our county coroner for a article that i'm writing about her she's terrific uh like in in the United States, coroners are elected positions. You don't you're not a doctor typically. You're just an elected right. person who says I am willing to do the dirtiest job in the world and get paid nothing for it. So that's what coroners <laughs> really are. But this okay. woman is amazing. She did um she did her all of her college work was done in forensics and anthropology. Like she's. Awesome. So anyway, I'm the doing real the, deal.
0: She knows her stuff. Yeah,
1: she is amazing. So we're like in a coffee shop in town, and I'm interviewing her, jotting down notes and everything. And I'd been trying to interview her for months, but every time we had something set, she had to go off to a death scene, right? So right. We're, we're sitting there. She gets a call. It's a it's a death. She's being called by police over to this scene, and she goes. You want to come? Like, yeah. Yeah, I really do. So I followed her over to a town nearby, pull up at this apartment building. The police are out there, chief of police in this little town, everything. And she's like, come with me. Police wouldn't go in. What had happened was there was a welfare check. They opened the door and they're like, call the coroner. We're not walking in here.
0: Wow, so they hadn't even
1: gone. Yeah, they weren't going in. So Christine's like follow me. <laughs> and I was just like, Be tough, Kevin. Be tough. Go for it. <laughs> Opened up the door and in we walked. And there had been I, I won't share details, but the, the decedent yeah. had been there for a long time. Oh I my gosh, Kevin.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, how sweet. Like, if, if anyone was going to carry me out, I, I, I'd want it to be you. You're so respectful, you know. It was, was gross. You know, he was in good hands. I can but, only imagine. And had you ever had you ever seen um
1: something like that? Other than funerals, uh, you know, like post like funeral homework. No.
0: Right. i never. I was yeah. there when my okay. grandmother
1: died. And I was there when Kennedy's right, grandfather we talked about died. Before, but, yes. Yeah. I,
0: but nothing like that. I mean like a, a stranger mm-hmm. or um, and she was and amazing.
1: Like like the smell was enough to drive away
0: like, I was just about the toughest to
1: ask. cops, right?
0: I was just And about we to
1: stayed ask. in that room for probably half an hour while she was investigating his identification, his and were there any drug paraphernalia. Didn't even bother. Flies around us landing on us like that. And didn't even bother. She made she made the phone call to the next of kin in the room. Never left.
0: Oh my gosh! Wow.
1: And she was sweet. Like it was amazing. Like that was the very first experience I've ever had with a coroner, where they their duty is to okay. I need to find out who this person is. Do your investigation okay right on m- medication i need to find out who the next of kin is let's call the doctor call up to the doctor explain oh, what's going wow. on Can I have, is do you have a next of kin on file find the next kin make the phone call and break the news i'm very sorry i am the county coroner i'm standing in the living room of you know one of those things
0: oh my gosh no kidding that changes you
1: yeah, we don't give coroners nearly enough. It, it's like a, you know how teachers aren't paid enough? They can, they yes. couldn't be paid enough, right? Yeah. Uh, after that one experience, I, I think coroners can't be paid enough. Wow. And they're not paying anything.
0: I, I can't they're, even. Really, I didn't know that. I mean, That's news well, to it's me. it's not
1: volunteer. It they're paid.
0: Yeah. But right? No, no, no. I know, but like, but like little. Much. My assumption would have been that it. um. would be a well-paying job because like you said I mean like who wants to do that job that's really really has to take a toll on somebody
1: yeah I mean I I came home and had to to decompress you know I was yeah that was tough I was there when the next I can arrived she was the most amazing oh like can't let you into the scene but what can I get for you Right, and she'd go back in. Aww. She got a couple things. Um, you know, it was uh you know, kind of explain the process. Okay, we've transported him to this funeral home. Do you know where the funeral home is? No. Okay. Well, follow me. Take you over there. It was.
0: Oh my it was, gosh! Bless.
1: Yeah, that yeah, was amazing.
0: I love her. I don't even yeah. know her.
1: Yeah. I, <laughs> I, we yeah, have to have believe...
0: her on we have to have her on
1: yeah you know the problem talk to her a couple things well, the, problem the problem is
0: people people have passed away and she's got to be there
1: that's number one she's like i I looked at the publication that I work for that I write for and there were 1700 deaths in our county in 2022 and of course she wouldn't go to all those that happen in hospitals or they'd be elderly or under you know, palliative care or something like that. Right. But, um, that average is almost five deaths a day. So she's, she's going to, to death scenes all the time. So that's number one. Number two is it's not surprising that a person who decides to be a coroner just really doesn't want to talk about it to (laughs) to anybody.
0: Hey, that's true. (laughs) You know, (laughs) That's true. Well, maybe we we could get some tips on how to decompress, how to how to you know after the day. Um. Oh gosh, I don't know. I don't know how you don't take that with you, but,
1: but you she know, sounds she was amazing. Just absolutely she amazing.
0: amazing.
1: It was a terrific and experience. You,
0: so like you said, I. Um, what did you say? i as I'm gallivanting around the world. So you've done some corner training. Um, what else have you done? Because you've also been up to something else that I really want to know oh, more dude. about.
1: Well, um
0: Your forensic, listeners you're in viewers, forensics now. You're bulli- you're doing ballistics training. Oh,
1: I'm totally amateur on this, but here's the deal. <laughs> I know. <laughs> on the YouTube channel, I don't like to just talk about cases. Like like there's value in that, but I don't like to just tell yeah. stories. I do tell stories, but I don't like to just yeah. tell stories, right? well yes. on this on this case that I'm looking into the the victim's name is Sarah Easton. She was a friend of my little sister's, and um I believe, in my opinion she was murdered and the likely suspect is her husband, who was the chief of police anyway um I got my hands on some documents and I found out that there was On the autopsy, it said that there was stippling, but no soot. So I had to find out what stippling is. And then um, basically what that is is burn marks from the gunpowder that isn't quite burnt yet. Coming out of the gun, landing on the skin and burning the skin. I was like, the, the medical examiner didn't know what distance the gun was from her when it was shot but what he said was there was no soot so it was far enough away that no soot landed on her but close enough that unburnt gunpowder landed on her i thought
0: okay and can you walk that, us that through sounds like, an um, experiment. like so would this it does this soot though like so i i'm stuck on the soot for one second and then we can move forward because my brain's yeah. gonna just be stuck there so when you shoot the gun the bullet comes and then what if it was really close you would get the soot but when it like does it fall out immediately when it comes out
1: yeah so when okay when a bullet primer explodes all of that uh all that gunpowder starts to burn and it expands that and that is what causes the force of the projectile to go down the barrel but it's not the projectile isn't the only thing that goes down the barrel it's all of those expanding gases and usually they come out first and then the bullet and then then more of those expanding gases right so right. the gunpowder burns at different rates and so some of it by the time it's just an inch or or less oh actually much less by the time it gets to the end of the barrel it's already burnt and it's fine particulates it's like really you know i don't know how many people would have this experience but if you touch like the inside of the chimney on your fireplace or the flue or something like that there's that black sooty i think they i can't remember what they call it creosote or something it's like that it's really really fine particulates and because they're so fine they don't go very far they just go right. a few inches but then okay. there are pieces of the gunpowder that are still burning or have not burned yet. They're hot, and, but they're still like little, little like beads, right? And so
0: right. Okay. they
1: have more weight behind them, so they go farther. So the soot okay. might, make, might make it... Well, what I found with this particular gun is that the soot is gone by eight inches. Um, but the stippling lasts all the way out to like 24 inches.
0: Wow. That's That's huge, Gavin.
1: Yeah. So the doctor in the autopsy report said it wasn't a contact wound, And I thought, well, how do you know it's not a contact wound? So, okay. So this is what I did. At first I was like, let me get paper targets because white paper would show soot and they would show stippling, I guess. Right. But then I thought, but would it? I mean, it's just, just paper thin, right? And will it burn right. the way skin does? You know, like our skin is moist, right? And it's delicate. Yes. So yeah. I needed skin. And I... Uh,
0: <laughs> so this is my favorite text I've ever received in it's my so life, gross. actually.
1: Well, I went to like <laughs> Amazon, you... like, can I buy skin? <laughs> right? And there is... <laughs> synthetic skin that like tattoo artists will practice on yeah you can buy, I, like, I, I used,
0: yeah I used to be an eyebrow tattooer I used to practice on and it's not skin it's rubber
1: well I was gonna I was gonna ask though I mean does it doesn't feel like skin it doesn't it, no. it just
0: no it it's it's very it's it's like latexy. it's um silicone it's it's not um, no. It's not the same texture. as also so. I'm glad you didn't uh, order it. Well, I <laughs> so where did you go next? it was expensive.
1: <laughs> it was expensive. I know it's so
0: expensive. You
1: know, so okay. It's so
0: expensive.
1: So I live in rural PA, and I'm like, it's the end of hunting season. I know that there are skins all over the place, but then I remembered that um, I watched an episode like. Many episodes of Mythbusters. Do you remember Mythbusters? Oh, yes. I
0: miss miss Mythbusters.
1: Yeah. But they would use pig carcasses in a lot of their stuff where they needed a facsimile of of people. I was like, I wonder if I can get pig skins. Within like three calls, I was on the line with somebody that's like, Yeah, I got a whole bunch of them. (laughs) We usually throw them away. Come on out. How did that
0: call go? (laughs) How did the call go? I was like,
1: Hey, so, um, my name's Gavin. I'm a YouTuber and I want to do a forensic test. She's like, what does that even mean? I said, I basically, I need to shoot skin that is like human skin. And for Mythbusters, I think the pig skin would do it. Do you have pig skin? And she full on was like, it was a Wednesday. She's like, well, Wednesday slaughter day. And so we will have a lot of them. Normally we just throw them away. I'll ha- I'll have one of my guys set one aside. So, I mean, that was it. The phone call was like three minutes long. So I hopped in my car. That's amazing. Yeah. Hopped in my car and drove on down. and (laughs) It was like a half-hour drive, 20-minute drive, something like that. And this kid comes out with, like, his hard hat and... Okay, uh, he's adorable. Like, I apron. saw
0: him on the video. Yeah, and he's, he's just, just, like, just holding a pigskin. You can see, you can see what's going on in his head. Like, what the f did I sign up for today? Oh, I'm just shoving this pigskin in this garbage bag for this guy. I had guy. to ask for that bag
1: because I like I showed him <laughs> it on my SUV, and um, <sighs> he just brought out this skin, like holding it by the ears, <laughs> and like here you go. He's like ready to hand it to me, and I was like ah. Do um, you have a bag? <laughs> so, so he just dropped it on the pavement and was like, I'll be right back. And he, came, he went inside, came back out with a garbage bag and then oh stuffed it in the bag for me.
0: Gosh, I would hate to see him just stand there trying to hand it off to you. That's even better.
1: Oh, I was dying. I was dying. It was, like, it was he was a cool kid, too. He was a cool kid.
0: Oh, he looked adorable. He looked adorable.
1: But this, I, I mean... <laughs> There, there are people that are grossed out by this. I am grossed out by this. But it is the reality. If we are a meat-eating society. It is the reality, that the way it goes. So um, anyway, so Sherilyn, I bring the pigskin home. It's cold outside. I'm not going to bring it inside, but I can keep it in my garage. You know, it was like negative 10. So I kept it in my garage, and then I waited for my wife to be gone. Cause I was like, I'm not going to stand out in that weather, cutting out this pig. <laughs> I, I like <laughs> prepared my kitchen and then two of I had our questions daughters
0: about the kitchen and where Kimberly was.
1: <laughs> yeah, she was gone. She was not in the house. Okay. She's like, so, uh, and then when she, wh- while she was gone, we did it. It took us like an hour and, uh, I can describe that later, but when she came back, oh man, I had scrubbed the kitchen clean. It just smelled like bleach in there. I, I scrubbed it and she came home. She's like, Hey, thanks for, thanks for cleaning the kitchen. That looks great. How did it go outside with the pig? And I was like, outside? <laughs> no, I did it inside. And here's the, here's the grossest part. Kimberly cuts our boy's hair. Um, I needed, I, I called up Mac McCollum or I texted her on Twitter and I was like, do you think I should like shave the hair? And she's like, Yeah. I think you should shave the hair, maybe half of it, half not, because it'd be interesting to see what would happen to the hair. Like, well, how does one shave pig hair? Well, I've got my wife's clippers, <laughs> her haircutting clippers.
0: Gavin,
1: I full on, I full on did. I used her haircutting clippers and shaved. So what I did is I took this giant pigskin. That animal had to be huge.
0: It was huge. Oh, I know. That thing took up your whole counter.
1: Oh, yeah, it was giant, and I cut it up into, like, squares, and then the squares, some of them, like, half of them, I shaved with those clippers. It was... I was going
0: to say, I was going to text you, and then I was like, no, I'll wait to talk about it, but that, um, you know, the time lapse of that, it was really satisfying to watch the shaving part. I loved that. It was really <laughs> relaxing i was like look at him just out there shaving the pig on his kitchen (laughs) gown
1: oh well we couldn't do it uh with sound because it it just was grossing me out and uh our older daughter in that video that was helping me her name's josie she is 18 years old she is pre-vet she's studying animal science she has no problem with any of this terrific that
0: was awesome
1: Yeah. But then our little seven year old, she was tough too. She's rolling up (laughs) her sleeves and
0: she was. She was getting it. I was watching her facial expressions be like, okay, how's this going for you? How's your mental state? She was good.
1: She she was, she's tough. We, oh, the other thing we did is we waited until we did it during swim practice for our youngest son because he is a sensitive little boy, sensitive little son. This little little boy, so we waited for swim and then did it while he was at practice. And then, uh, when he came home, Caroline first thing told him what had happened. He's like, Oh, I want to see that. (laughs) And so I was like, Buddy, I'll show it to you, but are you sure you want to see that? And I did, I kind of described it. He's like, Is there blood? Yeah, there's a little blood. He goes, I don't do gore.
0: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I mean, good for him. You know, he wasn't like, ah, oh, I'm going to I'm gonna suck this up because my sister's already saw it. He was just like, no, nope, you know what? I know my limits. This is my limit. He knows limit.
1: Who's he, who he is. Yeah, he knows what he's about.
0: So, <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, yeah. so then you took them out. I want to know about the gun range. How did that all get set up?
1: Yeah, so um, I've got a friend. Uh, I wanted to use the same gun that was used in this crime it's uh it's called a glock 26 and it's like a i think they call them subcompact guns they're really small they're designed to be concealed um and it was it belonged the gun in the crime belonged to aaron easton it's a small (laughs) gun it's tiny i think aaron easton who was my suspect in this one it, it was described as his service weapon, but it wouldn't, it's not a big gun that he would keep on his hip as a cop. It'd be something like he'd keep oh. maybe hidden in his pant leg, or maybe it's like his off-duty weapon that he would keep concealed. Right. And it's, re- it's okay. really small. Um, okay. So I tried to find that gun just reaching out to friends of mine, and I couldn't find it. But... A friend of mine, Shannon, she said she had a Glock 43, which is the modern equivalent. It's almost the same gun. It's like, it holds fewer rounds in the magazine. It has a barrel that's like half a millimeter shorter. Other than that, it's the same,
0: Okay. everything. So I
1: took that gun and then I have a, um, I borrowed that gun, I didn't take it. I borrowed that gun from Shannon. (laughs) And then we have other friends, Kitty and Doug, who they belong to a shooting club. So on a rainy day that nobody was going to be out there anyway, I met them out at their club, out at the pistol range, and we were alone on the entire property. And we took these pigskins and we shot them from different distances, starting at a contact shot, moving out to like half an inch, then two inches, four, six, eight, twelve. And I think I jumped from there to twenty four, thirty two. Wow. And we shot him. Josie and I shot him.
0: (laughs) Oh, okay. I love that. I was going to ask if Josie came along.
1: Yeah, she did. She she wanted to come, and uh, that was the first time she'd ever handled a gun, so we got an opportunity to do some gun safety with her. Um, My brother-in-law came out with us. He had a – he brought a fun – I think it's called a – single action army. It's a old 1800s, like cowboy revolver.
0: Oh, cool. And,
1: you know, so she got to play, not play with it, but she got to shoot that. And then
0: yes, yeah, <laughs>
1: she shot the little Glock and then she shot my gun. Um, while we were out there, we decided to have a little bit of fun, but yeah, so we, we shot them, we put them in labeled bags and then we brought them back to our house where under a macro lens with a camera. We took a close look to, to see what we could see.
0: And wow. And I yeah. mean, I, without spoiling your episode and stuff like that. Now, do you have, um, you ha- had photos to compare like autopsy photos? Did you have that? No. Or just the report. Okay. So we don't know what the wounds actually look like, but based off the report you the report measurements described and stuff it. like
1: that yeah, the, the right. report described yeah. it that the stippling um, pattern was like two and three quarter inches by two and a half inches and uh, and the soot was present. It also described the direction of the of the trajectory of the gun or of the bullet right. mm-hmm. and so i just and one of the things that I wish I would have done is I put these targets on a flat target you know like i hung them up so that they were flat and i shot them but what i wish i would have done is somehow had some sort of like what do you call that a convex like something to put on it so it'd be more like a facsimile of a head because
0: Okay, yeah. Almost like a mannequin or something yeah, like that. Yeah,
1: something like that. Yeah. Uh, something okay. with a maybe even a hard that backer, shit. right? So so right. it'd be like a skull because the the bullets are gonna behave differently going into a human, you know, head than just right. a, a piece of skin draped over a piece of cardboard, right? I was shooting with right, the same ammunition right, right, right. with almost the same gun, but but it wasn't really all that scientific because there's so many other variables that I didn't take into consideration. So I could redo this. Right. And I was just going to say, friend, are we
0: going to redo this?
1: I don't know. But I've got a friend who's a CSI and I asked him about it. And um, I and he told me that there are products that he could get for me where he could, like, we could create a facsimile, again, with pig skin of a human skull. Then we could fire at the right trajectory and all that stuff. But...
0: Wow! I I wish I would have thought of those
1: things, but as an amateur, I thought I did. Well,
0: of course. I mean, you did pretty good as an amateur, Gavin. I mean, that was—I was first of all, like I said, that the first text that you sent me, I was like, Brent and I were sitting beside each other. I think we were eating, or I don't know what we were doing. We're in the kitchen, and I look at him. I go, I go, oh, look what Gavin's doing right now. (laughs) It's like, what is that? I I, I sent you the. the That's a pigskin. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and we've talked about this, like our spouses don't have anything really to do with the, 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 the life, the lifestyle that we, we look into. Like Brent has no interest in watching true crime or hearing stories or like experiments like that. That's so yeah. like, you guys are just, I, he's like, I don't have the words right now. And I'm just like, okay, anyways, back to what I was doing. I was like, this is going to be interesting to see what he gets up to here. But yeah, it was really cute. We were just beside each other. I'm like, oh, that's just a big slab of pig skin.
1: Yeah, it was, it was gross. It smelled gross. It was, gr- <laughs> it felt gross. It was gross. It was, it was gross. But I mean, you and I have talked about this before when we were talking about uh, my Penny Doe case, where I had gone up to that foreign, or the anthropology professor, and he had the remains of that uh, of that woman that we're still trying right. to identify. And uh, we talked about how I'm glad that there are people that that dedicate their lives to this study, right? That do the ugly, dirty work that nobody else wants to do, like the, our county coroner. I'm glad that there right. are people that do that. Um, so there's nothing that I have done that even scratches the surface of the disgustiness that those people have to go through in their in their careers.
0: Yeah. Fun. Well, it's it cool, fun. and it it gives a new appreciation, right? And so I I love that we got to talk about it because I think that I don't. That's what I I like to do on my channel. I know you do too. Not have it just be about you know. The of whatever, but to show what goes behind the scenes and all of these other people that are 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 behind each single case. It's not just the victim, you know, or the families like there are so many people involved in these stories that that we tell who are affected and who work really hard. And like you said, don't get the recognition that they need to.
1: Yeah, It's really cool to hear about all that. A lot of times not only do they not get the recognition but they're also kind of vilified a little bit like um i would imagine a medical yeah. examiner job is a tough job because you're writing an opinion and almost no matter what you write somebody is going to disagree and they're going to be vocal about it that yeah. doesn't mean that i'm going to let medical examiners off the hook if i think they're wrong i mean right ellen greenberg for example, right? Amanda Winkowski, for example, that I think that they're wrong. Uh, uh, David, Taran, Elmquist. Uh, David Elmquist. David Elmquist, yeah.
0: Evans Jr. Yeah. 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 So. No, and like, but it is, it, it is important to call those types of things out. But like you said, like, I love, um, I, I, I love when recognition is given when it deserves, because there, are, like you said, there are a lot of great, great um, professionals out there, especially when you, when you, uh, you know, dumb it down, quote unquote, to the number that you did, like that type of stuff that resonates with me. And I know a lot of people when you're like, okay, there were this many deaths, that means that that's roughly five a day, you know, and okay, even if the even if that coroner is going out to one a day, you know, or maybe one day, yeah. they don't have any, but the next day they have three. You know, that's a lot. That is a lot.
1: It is a lot. A lot. And even in like, we live in Podunk, USA. We're in the middle of the woods, man. There's, there's, they call our county a sixth class county in our state, which just, I think there are eight classes starting at Philadelphia. It's all based on um, population, but we're six out of eight. So we are a very, very rural county. Um, right. And there are that many. There are that many. So. Yeah, they're working yeah, hard. When you, and put,
0: when you put it into that type of perspective, it is it's actually fascinating. Well and I know to... a
1: case I know a case in our county that I covered in one video briefly. And then it, then I after I had done that video, the family reached out to me and I had a meeting the the person who died. I, I don't think that he was murdered, but the person who died tragically, um I spoke with his parents and his mom brought up you know i wasn't she said something like i wasn't even brought in to identify my son how can they even identify him if they don't bring somebody in and she was stuck on that that she wasn't called in to identify her son and she, what she didn't okay. understand she she like um looked at movies and tv shows like this is how you identify somebody a loved one comes in they pull the sheet back that is my son and then you cry into somebody's shoulder we've all seen yeah thousands of scenes like that right but the reality right. and yeah. speaking with a corner is that hardly ever happens they hardly ever oh. have a family member come in to identify somebody because there's always a way to identify them in the case of this one, wow. he had tattoos he had scars. He had an ankle monitor, like a home arrest ankle monitor on him. The,
0: like, okay. There were so identity. Yeah. And, okay. And, so she, and just, she didn't just, want just out that of curiosity. Mother, yeah.
1: She didn't want that poor to mother see. to look right. at a kid who had been in the river for months. She didn't want. Her, okay, because you know, I was just about to say, to like, that. if
0: if she's asking, right? Okay, yeah, I, and that's what that's what I was going to see. Was it was it you know was it gruesome? Was it was it traumatizing? And yes, yeah. I I do know of cases like that where it's like if it's if it's something like that, you know, professionals will do everything in their power that they can to protect the surviving.
1: Yes, loved ones You don't want to
0: remember because they your loved ones. Like yeah. And I, I know that I've covered quite a few cases where I've heard that, where it's been like the, the, the family has been crying, begging, let me, let me see, let me, and, and it's the, the, the police officer or the coroner saying, no, you know, like, absolutely not. And not because we don't want you to, it's for you. Like this is, you know, remember them how you want to.
1: Yeah. I, I can think of one case where there was an identification of a family member that was Alexis Sharkey, but she had, when she was yep. identified by her husband, she had been dead something like eight hours and she looked like, a, she was described as looking like a mannequin, beautiful. She was okay. bathed. She was clean. And so, yeah. and there was no identification on her. And so when Tom Sharkey called to say that his wife was missing, they brought him in identify her body of course we found out later (laughs) was likely the one who took her life yeah yeah but yeah
0: we're assuming yeah
1: it doesn't uh doesn't happen that way very often and the the coroner in that case really is taking a lot of flack from the scene i was telling you about that their family because of her insensitivity to what it is that they needed but it was exactly her sensitivity to protect them from that view that um that caused her to make that decision so tough job super
0: cool tough job and and i, I think it's super cool to to highlight that, I don't know that I think that's a good lesson of, of this episode, you know, like and, and that, like you said, I think that we both like to kind of stick it to him where we can because we don't believe in um, corruption really, really gets both of us like fired right up. That's something that we have very much in come we're like a dog with a yeah. with a bone like i'm not going to stop until you're exposed this is so wrong but it's nice because we you know we don't get to appreciate um, the amazing people that do their job really well and honestly and ethically yeah so thank you and to all of you
1: yeah you guys rule you guys are awesome you
0: <laughs> seriously yeah.
1: Yeah. I I think also with medical examiners, that's another thing, man. There are so many deaths. I'm trying to think. I think that in Buffalo, New York, so the one I'm thinking about with Amanda Winkowski. Um the medical examiner did something like nine hundred autopsies the year that Amanda died.
0: Wow. How many is that oh a day? God.
1: Yeah, if you work five days a week, right? Uh, that's two hundred and fifty days work days in a in a year. So they're doing so many autopsies. And
0: oh My gosh!
1: And I actually, in that case, where I think that the medical examiner really screwed up on that case, and she was known to have screwed up. But my dog was peeing behind me. She was stretching everybody. It's okay. Pepper. Funny. Um. I think that she just made an honest mistake, and the corruption came from the cover-up of that mistake because she was just so overworked. She then just right. continued to try to cover, 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 and that was the problem. I think is yes. We would understand that if somebody has to do five autopsies a day right? You know, for their career, <laughs> day yes. in and day out, we would exactly. understand the mistake, right?
0: Exactly. And, it, and that's the problem, right? It's, it's about owning it. And then it's like when you're, you know, you know, when you're younger or you, and not even younger, I mean, I know a lot of adults that do this too, where they get themselves caught up in a little bit of a predicament and they start by a little, a little lie. And then they're so far into it that there's no way to backpedal. And this, and that. I, we've seen it happen so much. And Amanda Winkowski's case, I think is a huge example of that. It's like there, there's, I'm sure in her mind, there's no going back. Whereas like you said, if from the get go, it was explained like that. And, and everybody, you know, public, we, we were to understand, you know, like it broken down like that. I'm doing five a day, 900 a year, you know, (laughs) do the math there. I made a human error. People appreciate honesty. Of course, you're going to have a couple of people that are like, well, there shouldn't be human error in that profession and, you know, whatever it is, what it you're is. You're trained. You go to school but for... You know. he, exactly. Someone's always going to say something, but the majority of the people appreciate honesty and just doing the right freaking thing, making it right.
1: Yeah. But, but she's
0: life. shoveled herself so far in.
1: She did. And, yeah, and then a bunch of other people piled in to try to protect her to the DA and... County attorney and all that. Yeah. Hey, I am curious if you have watched the Casey Anthony documentary series that just came out.
0: I haven't yet. I I think we talked about this. I have really struggled because I've always said it's a case that I'd never cover on my channel. I'm sick of her. This was before that she even had. The, I knew that she had a documentary, but I said, "I'm sick of her getting attention, still being in the news, trying to still run this narrative." I've heard a lot about it. I have actually Stephanie's videos um, on the queue because Stephanie and I see each other see things very similarly. Um, at, whereas it's like. I think people lead with their emotions a lot. So they see this new documentary and they're like, oh, you know, but listen to how she said this, listen to how she said this, where I go back, I, I went back and I started watching all of her old interrogations. So that's where I'm starting. So I I, I have made the decision. I do want to watch the documentary, even though I was against it, but I'm starting fresh in the case like I was in 2000 and what was it? 2008? 11, no. 11. Well,
1: the the, so st- the trial was in 11.
0: Okay. Yeah. Because Kay- Kaylee was, she was t- three? How old was she? Two. Two or three. I, her, and, her and Haley were the exact same age. And it really t- affected me because oh. me and Casey are the same age. Our children's name are Kaylee and Haley. I was messed up by this thing. So I followed it. I followed it so closely and when she was acquitted I was on the phone with my mom and I I was bawling I was crying for this baby it, that case affected me more than any thing that I had seen up until that point. And so, yeah, I, I remember it being so obvious then. And so when I see a lot of people like, oh, well, listen, just listen, just, and it's like, I'm going back, man. I'm going back to those interviews. The the web that she spun, same thing that we're saying, she dug herself such a hole that there's no, she doesn't want to turn back. And, you know, she's trying to save face and throwing everybody that she can. I mean, her dad, I, I guess we all can see specifically under the bus, but her, she like none of it adds up when you go back to the actual, you know, all the way back then, the words that she was saying in jail on record at the time. I <laughs> that that's my tension. So I,
1: I didn't follow the case, like, I know of the case, okay. I'm vaguely aware of the yep. facts of the case, but um, okay. in 2011, Kimberly and I were dealing with the ramifications of a giant business failure and we were trying to we were trying to dig ourselves out of a real financial hole we're both working two and three jobs i just i just wasn't following it in 2011 and i right i i found on so instead of going to the documentary i thought okay if i'm gonna maybe educate myself on this case i'm gonna see if i can find wall court you know, trial because I know it was it was televised. So there's like 300 hours of the stream from the trial, and it includes testimonies and arguments and clips of interviews and and stuff like that. I think I'm gonna go and watch that stuff. I've gotten.
0: I think that's a really good place case to start. file.
1: I've gotten the entire case file from the. Um, from the court like it's got to be seven eight thousand pages got Jeez, all of that i can
0: only imagine
1: <laughs> so it's like oh well, I, I love that.
0: this for us hey i love this first because this makes me think we can regroup talk about it together when we're both done because i'm also going back Um, I watched the trial, but I would like to keep my I would like to brush up on some of it because it was so long ago and see things from, you know, a different perspective in terms of like the trial and what was presented, I guess, like as if you were a juror, not knowing. Right. Because, I mean, the outcome was pretty shocking to people who had followed it outside of not knowing about the case, right? So, she, or she was found of guilty of case.
1: something though, right? Because there is a sentencing video. What was she found guilty of? I mean, she was a of the think, murder.
0: If anything, I don't know. Nothing's coming to my mind right now, but I would assume that it, for whatever charge that she sh- she would have had, maybe would have been to li- about lying to police because that oh, wasn't the story that she originally gave, right? Like it had nothing to do with her dad and her knowing she said she didn't know. She said the nanny stole her.
1: I am almost thinking about doing a full on every video that I watch. I'm thinking about doing a re- recording myself as I'm watching the video Like, And I will just pretend that I'm a juror because I, I know nothing about yeah. the case. I, 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 oh, I, think that's I know really cool. almost nothing about the case. Okay. I'm, I might do that. Just. Sit and watch hours and hours of this trial, and
0: I think that's a good idea. It. If you're going to any, if you're going to watch it anyway, do it. And then I love this because then we can regroup and, and see where it goes.
1: That's a good idea. Yeah, let's plan on that. All right. This, okay. she, her face does bother me. Like I look at her and I'm just like, oh, <laughs> face bothers the
0: freaking crap me too you just want to punch it she is such the a punchable nose. woman right That's she is the world's most hated woman she is and, I and, it's what she like, and the paid. narcissism like who comes like who who wants to still talk about this like who is like i believe in my ability to lie that i am still gonna try to I,
1: well, she got away with it. To convince
0: everybody. So I know. I mean, that probably that, helps There's that, But
1: also, you know, like, how many millions of dollars do that? If you think about yeah. it, yeah, she's almost unemployable. Her face is recognizable. There's nowhere on earth that she can go where somebody won't know who she is. So, like, everything right. from being... Well, a- she
0: was working for her lawyer. I don't know if she still is, but she oh, was working right. for the lawyer for... A long time. They had a weird, weird little relationship there.
1: Uh, Okay, don't tell me any more about that one. I I, want to, but like if she was paid a couple million dollars for that, which I know a production company would pay, she might be saying to herself, okay, I'm going to do this because I'm paid $3 million. That means I can spend $100,000 a year. Like that.
0: This is true. But here, this is my this is my other thing, because I'm just like, but again, I mean, like your pride, your ego, your whatever you think you have your ability to lie. I would be like the, after all of these years, you're going to make the money anyways. They're going to pay you anyways. Why not tell the truth? You're going to it's not going to change the outcome. They can't do double jeopardy. You've already been proven true. not guilty. Tell the freaking truth, man. You already got paid.
1: That is true. Of course, if murderers would do that, then O.J. Simpson would tell us what really happened. There's, there's a whole he's bunch. He's another of people one about who it. I
0: just want to punch in the fucking face too.
1: Ugh,
0: <laughs> uh, God. He's,
1: he's spending okay, a well, lot of time looking for that. Nicole's killer.
0: Oh yeah, yeah he's doing do a really good job at that on the on the golf course.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> let's
0: uh, let's regroup okay. on
1: that one. That might be something that I. All right that I and I must be a glutton for punishment because I think there's like 100 videos and they're all like an hour and a half hours long
0: yeah you are
1: but, but you know when, we
0: can, you can condense it also right like to yeah. the pieces that you want to publish or whatever but I mean my, yeah if you're going to watch it my recommendation would be to just record all of that you're, yeah, juror, number, juror number 13, Gavin Fish, G-Money.
1: There you go. There you go. I You're on the that. case. Yeah.
0: Courts in session. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Judge Sherilyn Dale and juror 13, G-Money. Juror
0: 13, let's do this. Love G-Money. <laughs> I love it. Okay, well, let's regroup then.
1: All right. Sounds good. Good to see you again.
0: Happy to meet So good to see you. Thanks, everybody, for listening, watching, whatever you're doing. Apologies for my video quality. Um, I don't know what happened. It's fine. We'll figure it out.
1: Yeah. All right. Take care. Love you. Love you, too. Bye.
0: Let's jump into Pepper's world of play. Look for spring flowers. Hunt for muddy puddles and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets.
1: Peppa Pig. Inspiring kid confidence.